welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, and welcome back to my beautiful wife, Janet. Um, she was gone for a couple weeks running the pharmacy, and we are back doing our podcast. Hopefully, she'll be with me um, at least once a week now. So, welcome back, Janet. Today, we're going to be answering some questions on drugs that I would never take. I've had a few Instagram reels go viral over drugs I would never take. One of them had over 500,000 views, one of them 200,000 views. Um, and a few of those drugs were statins for high cholesterol, um, high blood pressure medications, type 2 diabetes medications. Um, I think I had PPIs in there for reflux, you know, Prilosec, uh, Prevacid, things like that. Um, those were the main ones. And we had lots of questions that I wanted to answer while um, we did a podcast on it. So <clears throat> first one is somebody on Instagram asked, what, what can I do to get off my blood pressure medication? I'm going to de defer that one to Janet. Janet, what would you say about that? So most Americans, because I'm talking about population and statistics of, of our society, Usually it's, it's a metabolic issue. So the first thing we have to address is the excess weight that somebody is carrying. So if we don't do that, then that blood pressure is not going to go down. And that can be um, something that's going to have to go over time. It's going to take sometimes people longer than others. But really, weight is an issue. The excess weight on our heart is making it work harder. So the natural way to approach this is to lose weight. That's the main thing. <clears throat> Think about what blood pressure does or why we have blood pressure. It's to um, get nutrients, blood that has nutrients and, and many other things in it to every tissue in the body, every cell in the body. And if our body is too big, um, we need more pressure to get all the fluid there. So losing weight will help it help take a load off your heart. So you don't have to have that higher pressure to perfuse those, those uh, tissues in the periphery. Um, another thing is too, is we, we will every once in a while get, well, I'm not overweight and I have high blood pressure. Okay. Remember Janet said it's about metabolic health just because you are not overweight does not mean you're metabolically healthy. No. There are a lot of people that are skinny fat. We call it skinny fat. Um, they, they eat like crap and you can just look at them. They, they, they look skinny fat. Um, and a lot of times they'll have visceral fat, which is the fat around our organs. So, and that's worse for you than subcutaneous fat, like on the outside of your body. Janet, what were you going to say? So, in cases like this, a lot of times people don't realize that it's it's you might be thin and make on the chart, um, but the type of makeup of your body, like Sean is saying, is not good. So your muscles are not healthy. You're not um, perfusing your muscles as well as you should. And really, it's a carb issue or junk issue in the diet. Um, many times, and we have a friend that we work with, a colleague, who um, actually had a wake-up call about his health. And, and if you put him on the scale, he did not look overweight. But when you started looking at his body makeup, 
all of the crap he was eating and the junk he was eating was causing inflammation inside of his tissue, which is really bad for us. I mean, we shouldn't be running around with our tissues always on fire being inflamed and bad diets do that. And so I suggest if you do have high blood pressure and you are overweight, lose weight. I, I will I will guarantee you your blood pressure will go down. Guarantee you. I'm guilty of this. I had high blood pressure when I was 60 pounds heavier 13 years ago, and I decided I didn't want to go on medication, so I lost weight. Also, if you're skinny fat, if your ideal body weight – now, remember, ideal body weight does not mean ideal co- body composition um, – change your diet. Right. And what, what, if I was going to say one way to eat, the easiest way to eat to change your diet, and it will work for most anybody, I'm just going to say it. It's carnivore. Go carnivore. So let's not remember or forget to say things like sleep because many people in our culture and our friend was an example of this who was working super, super hard and not taking care of the rest part of your, your, your body. Sleep's important because if you're not sleeping, you are not repairing. So you could be as thin as you want, but if you're not sleeping, your body's not repairing. And sleep trumps diet. It does. Uh, We will die without sleep before we'll die without food, period. Most of us have at least 30 days of reserve of of fuel on our bodies stored as fat um, to sustain ourselves with sleep. Most of us could only live without going into psychosis. For like three or four days. So before we go too far on high blood pressure, one of the things I think the goal should be with a provider, with your medical professional, is how to get off it if you can. Because work with somebody who wants to help you become healthier, not keep adding something to your regimen of taking another pill. And if they say it's not reversible, and there might be small, small instances where there's a genetic disease or something that it might not be very, very, very tiny amount of people. If they say it's not reversible, go get a new doctor. And here's another thing too, and I'm not going to make many friends saying this. If your doctor is overweight and they don't look metabolically healthy, get a new doctor. Um, would you go to a Would you go to a personal trainer at a gym that was overweight? Of or course, a you, uh, of course you wouldn't. Would you go to a dentist with yellow and crooked teeth? No, you wouldn't. So if you have if you if you are seeing a doctor that is unhealthy, get a new doctor. Seriously, if you want to be healthy and you want to change your life and not just go on medication after medication, get a new doctor. Um, next question. Next question. Let's see. Now you're going to see that a lot of this stuff repeats. The next one is what would you recommend for nerve pain? I mentioned I would never take gabapin. Gabapin and Lyrica for nerve pain, I would never take them. First of all, one of the reasons why in order to really be effective, you have to have super high doses and they just really have lots of side effects, mostly CNS type side effects. So brain type side effects, drowsiness, dizziness, things like that at higher doses. I personally don't want to be doped up all the time on drugs. And I don't think people should be doped up all the time on drugs. So what do we do for nerve pain? Janet. So. Again, we're going to hit on the inflammation part because a lot of times people that are having nerve pain have some form of inflammation that's happening. For example, the diabetic neuropathy and things like that. It's because it's the circulation to the tissue is not happening. So you have to change your diet. And if it is diabetes that you're working with, 
it's a carb issue. You need to quit eating sugar. So anything that's in a box that has sugar in it, you should avoid like a plague. You should not be taking it. You need to eat more protein and stay away from sugar, especially processed. And we're talking things like, you know, breads. We're talking crackers. We're talking cereals. Anything in a box that's not going to rot, don't eat. And that's that's a very simple thing. But there could be other issues, too. Um, I dealt with some issues with um, I have an arch that's falling you know, all I really needed was wearing the right shoes. So it could be just you need to figure out something simple as to how your um, physics of your body is working. And you could go to a chiropractor for something like that. It's very easy. Usually you can find a cash chiropractor. You know, there, there could be just an alignment issue. Maybe you are slouching at work. Maybe you are doing something repetitively. So, you know, you got to you know, think outside the box a little bit and not always reach for a pill for an ill. You know, we have to figure out what is the root cause of the pain and deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. What is the root cause of the pain? And let's just go back. We're going to hit on this again. Jan talked about inflammation. I'm going to talk about weight. Yes. Um, if you are overweight and you have any kind of nerve pain, whether it be sciatica, whether it be any kind of nerve pain, um, it could be related to your weight. And, and, and why should we think any, any otherwise? If, if you have extra weight and it's putting pressure on your spinal cord, it can cause all kinds of nerve problems, which then can translate into pain problems. So again, try to be ideal body weight. So there are times I think um, that you could have an issue, like maybe somebody had an injury and, and you have some existing issues with that. Rather than doing something oral, try something topical you know, to the area. There's many things out there that you can use without causing the side effects that gabapentin and Lyrica cause. And that, you know, we don't want people walking around feeling like they're drunk all the time. And that's a lot of times that's what happens with those medications. And topical medications can be very effective. In fact, topical, we compound up topical gabapentin. And one of the reasons we, we do is because it concentrates in the affected area topically, Um, So it works peripherally instead of going into the systemic bloodstream um, to to have to work where you need higher doses. So So it doesn't affect your brain. Yeah. Um, We talked about a little bit about genetic causes of high blood pressure. I think those are very, very far and few in between. Uh, Most of it is lifestyle caused. Fibromyalgia. Janet, let's talk about fibromyalgia. Okay. So... We didn't have that diagnosis years ago. It's been kind of, what, in the last 20 20 years or something like that. It's It's really kind of gone off the chart. Usually if somebody has fibromyalgia, there's an inflammation problem. And I know you're probably saying they say that about everything, but it's true. There's a reason your body is exhausted and tired. Usually the root cause comes down to lack of quality of sleep, lack of good nutrition, or there's some type of trauma that somebody's bodies went through. So all these come down to the basic things that we need to heal. Now, also realize this too, is that one of the best ways to sleep well is to exercise. Now, I don't mean exercise right before bed because that might screw up your sleep. But if you can't sleep well, it could because it could be because you're not active enough during the day. Um, I'll use a good example. I remember one time I went on a hike with my kids and we hiked to the Eniac Glacier and it was like, and one day we hiked like 14 miles. 
And um, I mean, by the time we all got to our camp and set up our camp and had dinner, um, we crashed. I mean, and it was probably only eight o'clock at night or something like that. And it was still, the sun was just going down behind the mountains. It was in July. So it was still kind of light outside, but not in the mountains so much. Um, we were tired because we've been working all day. So if you're not sleeping well, it could be that you're not, um, you're not active enough during the day. Now, here's another thing we commonly get since Jan and I um, specialize in hormonal placement. We commonly get that women aren't sleeping because they're having hot flashes. It's true. Yeah. Now, if you're not sleeping because you're having hot flashes, that is a hormone imbalance. Definitely. You don't lack effexor. You don't lack antidepressants. You lack hormones. So let's fix the problem, not just treat the symptom with an antidepressant that is going to be very, very difficult, if not impossible to get off of. Let's treat, fix the problem, which will also help make your bones stronger, um, help have you better, help you have better libido, help help your brain, help all these other things instead of just causing side effects like antidepressants to stop hot flashes. Go. So when we have somebody that's really exhausted and they've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, like Sean is talking, it might not be so much that diagnosis as there is something really happening. So again, we're talking about root causes. So if you're perimenopausal or menopausal or just went through menopause, it could be just a sleep issue. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback on what Sean was saying about exercise. We're not talking marathons. We're talking, you know, small amounts, slowly, but also he was talking about being outside. Let's not forget that we are organisms that need to be in sunlight and need to be in nature and need to be outside. So even if you can't do a lot, if you can go outside for a small amount of time, walk, do things around your yard, just get outside, sometimes that is enough to stimulate us with our neurotransmitters and our body to feel better and to have more energy and sleep better. I mean, there's no different um, or better medicine to get a kid to sleep is to get them outside and, and wear them out, right? I mean, so exposure to nature is, is huge. And I, I don't think that we in medical um our medicine seemed to zone in on the fact that, you know, interacting with the outdoors could be a big breakthrough for many people. Absolutely. Um, it's just, it's basically called nature, nature therapy. And, and, and we all need it. We are created to be out in nature, not locked up inside all the time. Let's see. What else do we have? What, I mentioned PPIs. I don't know if there's a question on here, but let's talk about PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, mm -hmm. strong anti-acids. Uh, people that have reflux or have, um, oh, what else do they call it? Um, upset stomach, GERD. Uh, GERD, all kinds of different names for it. Um, it's really anytime there's a gastrointestinal problem. If you're having stomach issues or intestinal issues, just think about this. I mean, seriously, ask yourself, do you think it could be diet related? I know that's a rhetorical question, right? I mean, the answer is obvious. Of course, it can be diet related. Our bodies, our tummies, our stomachs were meant to be acidic. So when you take these powerful antacids to decrease acid production so you don't have reflux anymore or heartburn, um, what are you doing? You're, you're increasing the pH of your stomach, which means you have less acid, which means you won't dissolve um, minerals 
as good anymore. You won't dissolve vitamins as good anymore, especially fat-soluble ones. So you won't absorb vitamin D. You won't absorb calcium. You won't absorb um, magnesium um, because they won't dissolve in your stomach. So you won't absorb those as well anymore. And what about bad bacteria or bad things that get into all of our food? Because if we eat food, there's bad things in it. Our body is meant to respond to those. That's why we have an acidic stomach to kill those bad things that are on our food, okay? And if we don't have that acidic stomach, we don't have the good flora that's going to be in our in our intestinal tract, and we will not be healthy. Right. It is those, those drugs are horrible long term, even short term. You know, it. I, I don't like them. Um, long term, what happens then is we have what's called we have a mucous membrane lining in our stomach and it's meant to be turned over every three days. It's meant to get eaten by acid every three days, the entire thing. When we have less acid, that lining gets thinner because it doesn't need to protect itself anymore. So then all of a sudden, when you go off these PPI drugs, all of a sudden it gets really painful. It's like, oh, well, it really hurt when I went off of it. By design, drug companies love that. So they're really hard to get off of. And I'm sure if anybody is watching and they've been on them, they try to get off them. That's that's definitely an issue. So you got to slowly taper off them. And there's some supplements you can take in the meantime, but don't take them long term. Yeah. So usually there's a reason for the heartburn, dietary, um, when we're eating, what kind of foods we're eating. You could have a food sensitivity. You could have, well, let's just put it this way. In America, in the last few years, probably our alcohol uptake has went higher. So alcohol is um, its hard on the lining. So, you know, I know it's something that uh, people might enjoy, but enjoy it less and see if that doesn't help. The food sensitivities might be a little bit different, but there are things that can trigger things for people. So eliminate those out of your diet, maybe doing a diet elimination and then add foods back in. So then you don't have as much um, problem with the heartburn. But like Sean is talking, it's not just um, a, a small thing, because if you're on these medications long term, you're really setting yourself up for osteoporosis, mm-hmm. infections. I mean, a lot of things down the line because it's really nutrient depletion that's happening over that time. And, and it is very difficult for people to get off, but it's possible. We have a family member that she did it. Um, but, you know, just don't start that habit. I know that there's so many things over the counter that they have sold to us that are safe and effective. But if you really read um, what they say about it, they know you should only use it for a very short period of time. But many people are on for years, yeah. decades, yeah. decades. And realize this too, that it's not just what you eat, but it's how much you eat. Yes. I mean, think about what reflux is. Reflux is food trying to come back up the esophagus Um from the stomach. Well, guess what? If your stomach is overfilled, that's going to, it's just physics. That's going to make it easier to come back up. So if you eat smaller portions, you won't have an issue and just eat better food and you won't have an issue. Eat satiating food, small portions, satiating food, high protein, and you won't have an issue. All right. Let's see. What are some more questions that we're getting from Instagram? Are statins related to dementia? Janet loves this one. I'll do. Oh, 
I'll defer that one to Jan. Okay, so I'm sure there's studies out there that have linked it, but I, I'm, I'm tired of following science. It just about makes me cringe hearing that. But let, let's think about this. Our brain requires cholesterol. And if we really want to think about how we evolved, our milk from our mother when she nursed us, hopefully she did, and if she did, is so high in fat and nutrients because the development of our brain and the health of our brain requires cholesterol. It's not always a cholesterol issue. It's how we are dealing with the cholesterol that is in our body. So if we keep depleting the cholesterol from our body, we're going to we're going to deplete it from our brain too. And let's just remember that cholesterol itself is required for every cell in our body. So think about this. We're going to we're going to take away the structure of our cells. I mean it just I mean the overall concept of it just really makes me question it. So here here's here's also my problem with this. We deplete what the nutrients of our brain, what else is it depleting along the way, right? And what is the goal? And for the last 30 years, we've been giving people these statins to say, oh, you know, we got to get your total cholesterol down. Well, it isn't that at all. We need the HDL to be there to remove what's sitting on our vessels and to clean that out. We need to like lower the, the inflammation in our body so we can heal and our vessels will be healthier. It's, it is totally in my, in my mind for most people, dementia has been caused by the pharmaceutical use of statins. And of course, big pharma has a treatment for it. You know, they've got all these fancy drugs for dementia. After they give you dementia, then they can treat it. Big pharma is good at that. You wait. It's going to be a big thing now. It, it, it already is. Yeah. Now, let's just be rational about this. So eggs are high in cholesterol, right? What literally is an egg meant to do? Those nutrients in an egg are meant to feed a baby chicken, right? So if cholesterol is bad, it's so bad that our creator made it to sustain a baby chicken. That's how bad it is, right? Here's another analogy I heard the other day. This is a great one. He's actually from a doctor that we've interviewed, um, Dr. Eli Giraj, and he's an ER internal medicine or actually I think renal uh, kidney doctor a nephrologist that decided he didn't want to practice traditionally anymore because it was such a scam. So he started, he's teaching his patients now how to get off medication, just like we're talking about. Anyway, he mentioned this 80% of our cholesterol is made from the body. It's not from dietary intake. 80% is from our body. Okay. So these people that says cholesterol is the problem in causing heart attacks. You mean our bodies were designed wrong? I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And I'm not buying that um, we could then also, if you believe that, then that also means cholesterol in our diet doesn't matter. Cholesterol at best might be a marker for certain things of inflammation. But the whole thing that cholesterol causes heart attacks, no. LDL even, no. It's, it's, it's much more than that. Much more than that. Um, statins are definitely a drug I would never take and never recommend. Is there anything natural to replace gabapentin? Um, go ahead. 
there are some supplements. GABA, GABA, GABA itself is a inhibitory um, neurotransmitter. So when we stimulate GABA, it inhibits nerve transmission. There are some supplements like GABA or like 5-HTP that can decrease that stimulation. Um, again, even though we sell supplements, I'm a big believer in going to the root cause of the problem in the first place. So find out what's causing the problem in the first place. Um, another one that I we got questions about when I did my video was birth control pills. Mm. I said I would never take them. Some people made a joke that, well, of course you wouldn't because you're a man. But I also... I also said on top of that that I would never recommend them. Jenna, why would you never recommend or take birth control pills, even though you did early in life? Well, the long-term side effect of birth control pills is they really screw up your hormones, and we see that a lot. And it's it's not good, and they mask a lot of problems. And really what, what we're putting into our body is synthetic hormones. They're not identical to our body. You know, there's, there's better ways, I think, to approach this um, than putting something long-term into our body that's going to harm you. And we see this all the time, and, and we'll get providers that call us and say, I'm trying to help this lady with her hormones, but she's on this Moderna, or she's on this and this, and it's like, you, you got to get off of it to fix the problem, and then we have Marina? To Marina. Oh, I'm sorry. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, Marina. Um, you you got to get off of them. Um and it's it's sad because you know we 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 thought it would be healthier for women, but I think it actually has been very harmful. And so, not just birth control pills, but Marina, which is an implantable um, progestin IUD, right. not progesterone, totally different, and or the implant ones in your arm, um, Implanon. I, I don't know what the latest one is, but if it's a hormone related birth control, it's bad. And let's just think about this. Typically, whether you're a woman is 16 years old and having hormonal issues, cycles irregular, headaches following her cycles, or whether you're 42 years old and your cycles start becoming more irregular or you have PMS when you're 42 during your cycles. The answer is birth control. But let's think about this. Or that's what traditional doctors do. But let's think about this. You're already having hormone issues. You don't have enough of them essentially. So we're going to give you birth control pills to essentially shut all your production down. Right. Makes no sense whatsoever. So not only does it cause immediate hormone imbalance issues, long-term bone density issues. Um, it can decrease libido short-term. It could all kinds of issues. Yeah. Um, short-term birth control pills, stay away from it. There are many other ways to um, practice birth control rather than um, putting you on a pill that completely screws up your hormones. Uh, let's see, Jen, do you have any other drugs that you would recommend not taking? Oh, ADHD. Let's talk about that really quick. ADHD drugs. So I know I have friends, I have probably family, we probably have uh, employees, you name it, because it's like the fix for everybody right now. And let's, let's just remember it's a stimulant. And I don't believe everybody walking out there has attention deficit disorder. I think it just becomes... Um, the new fad. And the reason we talk about that is because the first one that we were sold the bill was statins. Um, and then it was pain meds. Um, 
um, blood pressure meds. I mean, what's next, right? Could it be that we could solve some of these things more with behavior? I.e., for example, we our youngest son was a very um, kinetic person. He still is. He needed to move in order to learn. He needed to move to be able to focus. So perhaps there's things that we could do in our own lifestyles to help focus. And I feel like we all have some of this, like we all have issues at certain times where we need to be able to handle that in a different way or strategic way. So if that's not something that you can do um, yourself, have somebody help you, have somebody, you know, give you the tools to do that. But I don't believe giving somebody an, an amphetamine to help you focus is really the answer because the long-term side effects of taking something like that on your body is not good. And when you look at the history of ADHD medications, 30 years ago, it was only kids that had ADHD. And of course, big pharma didn't like that they could only, you know, um, give something to kids, you know, so they created another diagnosis, adult ADHD. And so then all adults had ADHD. And I think especially those of us that are productive people or want to be productive, I think we all have a little bit of ADHD in us. And we just have to learn to control it. Exercise. Seriously, um, I, you know, and it doesn't have to be long, um, especially if, you know, you're feeling it, you know, do, do 10 bodyweight squats at work or wherever you're at. Walk Just around the block. Walk around the block yeah. or sprint. Sprint for 10 seconds. Yeah. It doesn't take very long. I guarantee you that is going to, I don't like making guarantees, but it's going to be better than a drug for ADHD. And remember, Janet talks about stimulants is ADHD, but they prescribe stimulants. But supposedly those stimulants, we, people with ADHD have a paradox reaction and it helps them, it helps lower their mood. But I, I'm not buying it. I think it's a BS diagnosis. I really honestly do that everybody is going to have ADHD. So No, it's, it's overprescribed. I mean, it's, you know, if somebody had this, it wouldn't be across the whole nation right now. I mean, there's times where we're getting calls that, you know, because there's a shortage and it just feels and, and smells like a rat out there. Yeah. Unfortunately, that puts people who really do have more uh, symptoms in a bad light and a bad situation. So I'm not saying that there aren't people that don't have this disorder. I feel like that is part of us as humans and some people might struggle with it more. But my point is, is that not everybody out there has this and, and shame on you if you keep prescribing for it and keep selling that bill. Cause I feel like it's just like the opioids and just like the statins, it's just pharmaceutical, you know, ploy, sell, 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 sell the pill. And so as we, as we wrap this podcast up, uh, I want to thank you for listening and, and viewing health solutions um, for the last three and a half years. Now it, it's been a, a great tool for us to educate and empower patients to take charge of their own health. And that's what we do here. We are not doing this for people that are on these drugs or people that are obese. We're not doing this to shame anybody. We are doing this because we love people and we are two pharmacists that don't believe in medication to treat long-term disease. That's very powerful. We honestly think that we were put in this position purposely to educate people that they don't need drugs largely to, to, t- to make their bodies healthy. In fact, it's just the opposite. Those drugs won't make you healthy. Not so, long-term. right. So we thank you for following us for the last three and a half years where we're at over 420 episodes now, I believe, and we've got no plans in stopping. It's been a very successful venue for us. As always, reach out, 
comment. Um, there's many different ways to get a hold of us. We stream live on Facebook, on Instagram, or on, I'm sorry, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Um, we don't always go live on YouTube because we can't mention some things on YouTube or we get censored. Um, so, but follow us, reach out to us. And this sign back here, it says celebrating 20 years at Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy. It's actually 25 years now. Yeah, we, need we need a new sign. Um, we got no plans on 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 ever stopping because we really enjoy helping people. So Janet, what are your parting words? So my parting words is there are options that are healthier a lot of times for chronic problems. Chronic. Remember that. So they were created over time, but there's options that you can do that are very simple, that aren't expensive, that are going to actually benefit you more than if somebody sold you a pill. Absolutely. As always, thank you listeners and viewers for tuning in to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in Monday to our regularly scheduled podcast, 1230 to 130 Pacific Standard Time. Thank you for listening. 